This is the old trailblazer, Pastor Pendarvis, letting you know, you folks, I need to hear from some of you. and Let me know where you're listening from. Tell me what, what area of the city or the town you're in. Do me a lot of good. Just gives us a little more information. My email address is pastor at radiomissions.org, or you can call me at area code 225-664-8658. Our regular mail address is the Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast coming to you once again. This is Pastor Alba Pendarvis, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Algiers. If you would, let me know if you're hearing us over the Internet. If you, many of our folks tell me that when I see them, well, write me. Would you write me and just tell me what city you're in and what, what uh, you, that you're hearing over the Internet? And then if you're hearing over the radio, write me and let me know what station. I'm conducting a little survey to see if anyone's listening. Anybody listening out there at this time? If not, then I'll cancel this broadcast and go on to another station. Many stations are wanting the old Trailblazer broadcast. So if you would, I appreciate it. And then send me a picture of your family. And uh, if you will, we'll put it on our bulletin board, and I'll be glad to send you a picture of the old Trailblazer, 5 by 7 glossy white, glossy-colored picture uh, for your, for your uh, if you'd like to have it. If you would, just request it. We're bringing you a study, continuing it there on the RSV Bible, the Antichrist Bible. And uh, it's been an interesting study so far. I hope you haven't gotten bored with many of these things, the, the names and those things that we have been trying to pronounce and get them right. But if you would, uh, listen to the broadcast at this time. Let's open our message with a heartfelt praise and thanksgiving for the mercies of God. Oh, if we could just stop a moment. Let's just stop a moment. Our Father, we just thank you for this time, this this day of mercy that we're living in, that the old trailblazer can come out across these stations without any persecution or, or without fear or favor of man, without being having to tremble at what man can do, what Satan can do. And I just thank you for that at this time. Would you just uh, give me more grace day by day, pour grace into my heart, and then bless my listeners, bless our folks all across this nation of ours and hear the old trailblazer broadcast those who support the work would you bless them and uh, give them encouragement to keep on and if you would uh may thy will be done in each one of our hearts rest our rest rest us before you at this time for christ's sake we ask it amen lord if we could just uh stop oftentimes and do that the evolutionists and higher critics and modernists or unsaved religionists know nothing about a covenant god that's what we're looking at jehovah god because they know not the Lord Jesus Christ as their own Lord and Savior. Therefore, the name Jehovah God means nothing to them. We saw that in our last couple of studies. They hate God. I know they don't stand out in the street and shake their fist up into heaven, but they despise him. They literally despise him, and they'll not have it that he was virgin-born. They'll not have him that he's a divine son of God. No, nothing. They won't have the way of grace. This is the reason they say that the name Jehovah came out of all the superstitious past and should be eliminated from this new, from the new translation, in which that's what they've done in word and in deed, and in its place have deified, deified man. That's what they've done. And I want to continue our study along these lines. We're speaking about the compound names of Jehovah, showing you from God's word what a covenant God means to a poor old sinner who is saved, or to one who wants to be saved. The first one we'll call your attention to at this time is Jehovah 
Sakinya. Jehovah to Sakinya. I know I'm not pronouncing that right, but I'm not a scholar. Many of you know that. And it means Jehovah our righteousness. It is the name in this name we see. Let me spell that name for you. Maybe you can pronounce it. It's T-S-I-D-K-E-N-U. T-S-I-D-K-E-N-U. And it means Jehovah our righteousness. In this name, we see that Jehovah Jesus provides and becomes the righteousness of the believer. Is he your righteousness, my listener friend? He's mine. I have no righteousness. I have folks tell me uh, when we talk about imputed righteousness, they say, oh, it's imputed nonsense. In Jehovah, I and every child of God have righteousness. He is the source of it. He is. He's the righteousness of God's child. In Genesis 15, 16, 15, 6, we read, And he, Abraham, believed in the Lord, Jehovah, and counted it to him for righteousness. And listen now, and he counted it to him for righteousness. Abraham knew the imputed righteousness of Jehovah Jesus. I found in my experience with modernists, they literally hate the doctrine of imputed righteousness. And as I said, they call it imputed nonsense. Uh, my friend takes a lot of grace, doesn't it, to put up with folks how they, how they ridicule and blaspheme God's word and God's doctrine. All of this is due to the fact that they've never known Holy Spirit conviction. They're still in their spiritual blindness, thinking themselves smart. Oh, they think themselves so smart. They just think themselves so smart, my friend. Listen now, it just oozes from them. Their, their, their high learning, they call it. I see these fellas sometimes on the television when I'm visiting somewhere in a home or maybe in a motel, spending the time off the time. And I see some of these guys these men, these frolicking, they frolic around, and they, they, they think they're just so smart, they're so wise, but yet they've become fools, according to 1 Corinthians 1, 19 and 20. But the born-again believer knows that all he has in the way of righteousness is summed up in the Lord Jesus Christ, because 1 Corinthians 1, 30 says, But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Oh, listen, don't you love, don't you love, my friend, you know the Lord, don't you love to meet with folks who know the Lord, and they're all, we're all down on the same level. We are, we're just down, we're just old sinners. We're just old sinners saved by grace, just been picked up off the dung heap of the world and saved and made made into uh, a child of God and been filled with the righteousness of God, which they say is imputed nonsense. Christ is our righteousness. He is our, he's, he's the only righteousness we have. Oh, I see folks who are so self-righteous. Uh, they strut around like the, like the cat that's swallowed the canary. You ever see that? Oh, that's right. They're just so smug. They're just so smart. Oh, listen, my friend. But in, in the language of the Old Testament, Jehovah is our righteousness, according to Jeremiah 23, 6. In his days, Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name, whereby we shall, he shall be called Jehovah our righteousness. You get that? As Dr. Copeland said, did you catch that? 
This is also expressed in Jeremiah 33, 16. I hope you'll jot these verses down, and uh, when you get a, a little time, go there and read them again. That's Jeremiah 33, 16. Listen now. And this is the name wherewith she shall be called Jehovah our righteousness. Paul in Romans 10, 3 says, They being ignorant of God's righteousness, going about, listen now, going about to establish their own righteousness, having not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness unto everyone that believe it. These translators, these modern scholars of the RSV Bible, uh, we call the Antichrist Bible, are ignorant of the righteousness of Jehovah. And being ignorant, they will not submit themselves unto the righteousness of Christ. As an evidence of their hatred for imputed righteousness, they designedly and deliberately whatever they could unto undercut the deity of Christ through the entire book. Now let's turn to 2 Corinthians 5.21 where we find this great truth. Christ our righteousness is set forth again. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Then Philippians 3, 7 and 9, But what things were gained to me, those things I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless do I count all things uh, for, for but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Now let's turn again to Isaiah fifty-four seventeen. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord Jehovah, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord Jehovah. You know, my friend, the greatest thing in all this world is to be found in Christ, not having our own righteousness, but the righteousness of God. I, I asked folks once in a while, I said, are you saved? Well, I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing all I can. Isn't that enough? No, my friend, that's not enough. No, sir. Salvation is of the Lord. Salvation is not doing. Salvation is not you doing anything. No, sir. One of the first things that the Holy Spirit has to do to every sinner before God can save him is to show him, convince him that he has no righteousness of his own that God will accept. Now, one of the greatest days in your life and in mine will be when we come to see by the Holy Spirit's work that we have nothing that God will accept. My friend, you don't have anything God will accept. You may be the most chaste virgin who ever lived. God won't accept that. You may be the most uh, uh, disciplined uh, individual uh, living what you call free from sin. You may be that. I talked to a woman not long ago, and she said she hadn't sinned in 40 years. Well, how about those years? She was way up above 40. How about those years before she before she said she wouldn't have never saved again? Who, who's going to take care of those sins? 
Brother Spurgeon said he met a man on the street one day, and he said they got to talking in a little bit. He said, how are you and old Satan getting along? Satan giving you a hard time? He said, oh, Brother Brother Spurgeon, I hadn't had any trouble with Satan in many a year. He said he just hung his head and walked off because God's child has trouble with Satan, my friend. He does not want you to have a testimony. He does not want you to live uh, a, a, a life that would be exalting the Lord Jesus Christ. He doesn't want you to do that. No, no, he doesn't want you to do that. He wants you to live a defeated life if you know the Lord. Now, as I said, one of the first things that happened, the Holy Spirit comes to you, comes to me. I know it was when he came to me. I was a church member. I thought I was doing fine. And I was in a little little Baptist church uh, going to Sunday school on Sunday morning with the men. And we'd get out of Sunday school, and they'd go outside for a little break, and they'd light up the Pope pipes and cigarettes and cigars and smoke. Looked like a tar kill coming out from under the roof of the building. I didn't smoke, but I thought, my, 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 my. Oh, these folks, I thought they were saved. I thought they knew the Lord. You see how it is, folks? You see how that is? The sinner must come to know and to see and to feel and to acknowledge that he's a sinner. When he does see this, when he does realize this, when he finds himself utterly sinful and utterly hopeless to get to heaven on his own works, uh, then the Lord can save him. Then and only then will that sinner cry for righteousness of God in Christ. And the poor sinner who is left stranded with no righteousness of his own wonders if God in Christ will hear him and supply his righteousness. Well, here's his promise. Listen to this promise now. Do you love the promises of God, my friend? They which do hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. That is the righteousness of Christ, not self-righteousness. You don't, have, you don't long to be filled with self-righteousness, do you? I hope you don't. I wish I could come sit down by your side and drink a cup of coffee with you and uh, tell you what the Lord means to me. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. I wish I had more time. My time gets about so quickly, doesn't it? Would you think about my mailing address? Jot it down if you would. It's the old Trailblazer. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Till next time, goodbye and God bless you.